I remember when I first began exploring my own shame, one of the biggest challenges was just figuring out what shame actually feels like for me. Getting discomfortable with shame affect. This is a common problem that I hear from people who are beginning to explore their shame. It's like, I know I have shame. I know I feel a lot of shame, but I don't, I could, I'm not exactly sure w- when or like what it feels like. like. I'm told that it's an emotion, but I know it's also tied to my beliefs about myself. And I just, I just don't know. Like, when does it actually happen? When, what is it like when I'm actually in shame? And this problem with not really knowing how to feel shame, despite knowing that one, no doubt, feels shame, is really common because I think, on the one hand, we live in a culture that is very cognitive, very cerebral, very intellectual. A lot of our living, our way of life happens on the thinking level of ideas and thoughts and concepts and logic or, you know, (laughs) versions of logic that seem logical but may not actually be logical, but like stories, basically, that we're telling ourselves in our heads. And though shame has a whole cognitive component, there are these stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves, especially when we're feeling shame, at the root of shame is a feeling. This is what I would refer to as shame affect. It's just like the body sensation that is created when we feel shame. And for a lot of people, it's actually really hard, and this is true for me as well, to really notice and pay attention to and understand any affect, any sensation or feeling in the body, especially shame, because it just so happens that shame is an extremely unpleasant affect, aversive even, which means it it literally creates aversion. You you have this this feeling, this sense that says, don't feel me, like get away from this feeling, kind of like physical pain. Physical pain is this warning that says, like, get away from whatever is causing this physical pain, like fix it somehow or end it. And I think shame does a similar thing, except on a kind of emotional level, like do whatever you have to do to no longer be feeling this horribly unpleasant feeling. Fix it, change it, run away from it, avoid it even. Don't, just don't look at it, deny it, repress it. Whatever you have to do, just do not feel this. So we have a, a kind of systemic cultural issue where I think we are not taught how to really notice and feel our emotions. And above and beyond that, shame is just like the one emotion that you really don't want to feel because that's just sort of like, it's the feeling of not wanting to feel what you're feeling. It's, it's actually like a very apt description of shame. It's the feeling 
of not wanting to feel what you are feeling. So I had to go on a whole journey to try to figure out, okay, what does shame actually feel like for me? When, like, when am I actually in shame affect? And I started to see some patterns where I could kind of figure out that I was feeling shame after the fact. Oh, yeah, I was had some kind of like a really unpleasant experience yesterday. And uh, yeah, I just was like, acting kind of crazy and like got really threatened and yeah, I was really judging myself. I, yeah, I guess that was probably shame. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I like really didn't want to look bad or something. But the, the one feeling that really stood out when I looked at those moments in retrospect was a feeling of threat. And so I started to kind of explore threat in general. And I noticed that there were these situations, and again, this was always in retrospect, where I felt kind of threatened. But there wasn't actually like a literal life threat present. It wasn't like someone pulled out a knife and they were going to like stab me. It was a social situation or some kind of interaction or scenario where for interpersonal reasons, I felt threatened. And I realized that instead of just feeling shame, I sort of surmised that I would actually bounce out of shame very quickly into my threat response system, my fight or flight, freeze or fawn reaction, as some people call it. And this is basically my amygdala, this ancient, some people call it the lizard brain, is scanning the environment and scanning the social environment and determining that there is some kind of threat. And this is where an interesting distinction and connection between shame and fear emerges for me. I think our amygdala is likely to treat both fear and shame as threats to our safety and therefore send us into emergency response mode, which is essentially fight or flight. So your heart starts pounding. For me, I get like energy in my arms and legs, like I'm going to fight or run. I feel like a burning, flushing sensation in my face. And it often feels for me like I'm about to burst into tears, sort of for no reason. That's what I feel in my body when I feel triggered or under threat or in fight or flight. And I started to notice that in retrospect and memorize it. I think this was an idea that came from Brene Brown. Memorize what these triggered sensations feel like so that you can get better and better at consciously noticing them. So first it would be like a day later, oh, that's what happened to me yesterday. I got triggered. And then I would notice it like later the same day. Oh, that's what happened this morning. I was triggered. And then I would notice it shortly after. And then I would notice it right after. And then I eventually got quite good at noticing when I was triggered right as it was happening, as I was triggered. 
which is actually surprisingly difficult. Even still to this day, it is surprisingly difficult to just notice that I'm triggered as opposed to going into a defensive safety strategy like fighting, you know, either, well, I never literally get into a fist fight. So my form of fighting is like some kind of verbal argument or some kind of flight response where I'm just like avoiding or leaving the situation. Or I might literally just freeze, which sometimes manifests just as sudden confusion, like my train of thought gets derailed, or I just forget what I was talking about. And it's like, oh, yeah, for some reason, I just don't know what I was thinking anymore. That's often a form of freeze, I think. Or I find myself in like a desperate fawn reaction, which is, you know, a form of people-pleasing, basically, like just trying at all costs to make the connection continue and feel safe and harmonious, even if I'm thinking or feeling something different. So I started to just get much better at memorizing what those triggered feelings felt like and then noticing them instead of just doing them or, or just being them. And once I got good at noticing that I was triggered, I was then able to work backwards and be like, okay, what just happened? What was I feeling right before I got triggered? And I was able to usually see that there was some kind of spark, some kind of, you know, comment or interpretation or experience in which I felt shame. And I could determine this because there wasn't actually a physical threat present. So I got a bit sidetracked on this whole shame versus fear thing. But basically, the way I've been thinking about it is that when I go into fear, it's because I think there is a threat outside of me. There is like something in my environment that is literally going to physically harm me. But when I go into shame, it's more like I see the threat as within myself, a part of my identity or something about me or some action I just took. Or it could be about my social position, about the idea of me in a group context. That's where the threat essentially lies in me. And it becomes a shame experience as opposed to a fear experience. So shame is kind of like this internal sense of threat, whereas fear is this like external threat. And I think that our amygdala looks at either of those scenarios, and if it feels a shame internal threat or an external fear threat of a certain amplitude, it's going to want to go into emergency response mode, fight or flight. So it's going to elevate the heart rate, start sending blood to the limbs, literally so that you can fight or run, and it changes the brain. It shuts off the prefrontal cortex, so you're not just ponderous and logical and thinking. You're more action-oriented. It just wants there to be some kind of decisive, protective action, usually within the realm of fight, flight, freeze, or please. But when I could catch that reaction happening, quickly enough, I could see what caused it. And there was, as I said, this trigger, this something, some interpretation, some comment that seemed kind of I was being judged or scorned or a look that someone gave me that seemed 
reproachful or like some kind of shaming experience. And I noticed that there was actually like a feeling I could remember. It was like, oh yeah, right before I went into this like crazy fight or flight mode, that person said that comment about my skin that I kind of seemed like they were really mocking me or something. And yeah, there was this really like, ugh, feeling. And then I went into this uh, reaction, this, this threat response. And so then I just kept memorizing that feeling and working backwards until I could recognize that feeling when it came up. And the feeling that I noticed coming up right before I went into my threat response when there wasn't actually a physical threat present is what I consider to be my shame reaction. And it tends to be something like an intensely painful kind of burning in my chest and or a kind of disgusted, queasy, blech feeling in my stomach, like self-disgust. And it also is often associated with a burning face, a sense that I might cry, and like a constricting of the throat, and a feeling of kind of wanting to fold inwards, to lower my head, to cover my eyes, to literally implode and disappear. So that was my journey of kind of working backwards to notice and catch in the moment that it was happening my threat response, and then from there, my actual shame reaction. So this is a very useful and uh, insightful journey to go on. And it might look different for you. You might not get triggered into your threat response the same way I do. But I do think it's pretty common that the feeling of shame is just so, so unpleasant and unbearable that we're going to want to bounce off of it into any other reaction possible. And the threat response reaction or some kind of anger or confusion, like a freeze state, is uh, a very common and logical route to go. So I really encourage you to start thinking about, you know, how in touch with the sensations in your body are you? And do you have a sense of which of those sensations might be associated with an unpleasant reaction in regards to yourself? When you're feeling like there's some danger that is within you or about you or intrinsic to you or or marked upon you in the social realm. And what does that reaction feel like? Because if you can actually memorize that reaction and notice it as it's coming up, it's the most powerful way, in my experience, to not just go onto autopilot and go into defense mode or go into your threat response or get angry or start blaming or run away or whatever your pattern is. You can just notice the feeling and sit in that feeling. Just put all of your attention on that physical sensation and give yourself a lot of self-soothing and compassion and try to just accept it. And I find that when I do that, it passes very quickly. 
it's going into the defenses and coming up with all these avoidance strategies that really gets me out of my integrity and into reactions that actually make things worse and even last longer than just sitting in the pure discomfort of shame. 